Hello, and welcome to the Sower Podcast. My name is Paul Zapula, and I'd love to begin this conversation with the question, what if God was working with me? Now, we know the scripture that says, if God be for us, who can be against us? And, you know, we use that in a spiritual sense and um, in an authoritative sense that the weapon formed against me will prosper. He's my shield. Uh, He's my bulwark and my fortress. Uh, In him I take refuge. And those are all important scriptures when undergoing a battle. But my question today is, is God working with you? And I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Before we begin this uh, talk, let's pray. Father, we thank you today, Lord, that we are endowed by the Holy Spirit, overshadowed by God the Holy Spirit. We thank you that we are a covenant people. We thank you that the creator and sustainer by his breath of all things that we see in the sky and the heavens and the stars and the wonderful, beautiful things that we see on earth and every living thing is sustained, created, and glorifies you. We know, O God, that you sent Jesus He came down from heaven and he became one of us to embrace us and to show us the love of the Father. And he gave himself as a ransom for us. We ask Holy Spirit that you would touch this time, open our understanding to the greater depths, the greater height, breadth, length, and to know this love of Jesus that passes all human understanding. For we ask these things in his blessed matchless name. Amen. So I've been thinking about how many things have changed in our lives over the last four or five months since the pandemic. I know for me, things have drastically and radically been turned upside down and have and have changed. And here's a great thought. Though things are changing around us, the God who never changes is working with us. Let me say that again. Though things are changing all around us, the God who never changes is working with us. He's a changeless God. So the same God who spoke to Abraham and said, look and behold, all the descendants in the sky will be like all the stars, your descendants, will be like all these massive amount of stars you see. That was before he even had one child. God told him the promise. And Abraham, the scripture says, believed God and was reckoned to him for righteousness. Let's just think about 
God working with us. And you know, in, in a lot of Christian circles, there's this kind of thing about the way God is presented as if he just waves his hand over circumstances and they immediately change. And I believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe, like the centurion, if you speak the word, Lord, it will be done. But I also see Jesus working with people. You know, I think about how he, after his resurrection and the disciples were so despondent, they went back to fishing and they're in the boat and suddenly he appears at the shoreline and what is he doing? Is he waiting with his hands folded, ready, uh, ready to, re to rebuke them? Not at all. He's making breakfast. The scripture says he's cooking, bro he's broiling fish right there. So I, I don't believe he just waved his hand and suddenly a fire appeared and fish appeared. No, no, no. I, I, I believe that he put all of it together himself with his hands. And you know, uh, the obscurity of Jesus is that he was a carpenter worked with his hands in his father's carpenter shop in Nazareth. He worked with his hands for some, who knows how long, could have been 10, 15, 20 years since his childhood he could have been learning and working and learning and working. And I think that if we understand this Jesus who broils fish by his own hands is the God who wants and desires to work with us. Where we go into an office, into a virtual office, into a uh, home environment or office environment or wherever we go, whatever we do, we have the helper, Jesus said, the helper he called him. God the Holy Spirit. He's called the helper. Why? Because he comes alongside of us, the parakletos, para come alongside of, the comforter, the advocate, the defender. He helps us along our way in our day-to-day -day duties. And when we're stuck, and when we have a setback, and when we have a sickness, and when we have a suffering affliction that comes upon us, we must understand that God is not apart from what we're doing. He is in what we are going through. He is in the waiting room with you in the doctor. Yes, could he pass his hand over it? Of course he can. Does he do that? Maybe sometimes, yeah, he could do that. But what I see in my life and in scripture is he walks through the time 
of your suffering, difficulty, frustration, addiction, habit, loss, grief, the shortest in all the Bible of the verses in John chapter 11 is at Lazarus's tomb, he wept. You know, when the woman was caught in adultery, everybody that was accusing her had to drop their stones at the words of Jesus. And Jesus was the only one without sin to condemn her, but he did not. I believe he worked with her in recovery. He was restoring her, bringing her back from where she was, cast down, ready to be stoned. There are some of us today that feel cast down, ready to be stoned, and then we have so unfortunate Believers in the body of the chosen throwing stones at us while we're wounded, saying we should not be this way or that way. Saying if you just confessed right and believed right and went through the my formulas or this person's formulas, then all would be well. And the reason why it's not is because maybe there's some sin secret in your life that's preventing God from doing a miraculous work. I thought Jesus paid for every sin, past, present, and future, and covered it all with his blood on the cross. I guess that particular sin that you might have, well, he didn't cover that one. You're going to have to overcome that one, confess that one. And I think those are the stones that we don't need when we're down. We need a hand to help us up. And you know, sometimes God just doesn't choose to wave his hand over us and make everything better. Rather, he reaches his hand towards us to help us up from where we are in whatever circumstance we find ourselves in, in this flipped out, upside down, ever-changing, fallen world we live in, the scripture says we're being renewed day by day for this light, momentary affliction is producing in us an eternal weight of glory which far outweighs it all. This is what we need to hold fast to and begin to allow the Holy Spirit, which was sent as our helper, to help us through this time, through the doctors, through the operation, through the recovery, through the difficulty, frustration, through the times of anger and the times of self-doubt, through the times of fear and anxiety. And remember, the hand that's reaching out to you 
is nail scarred. The very wounds of Jesus show us that he embraced your wounds. You're wounded today. He was wounded for our transgressions. You're bruised today. He was bruised for our iniquities. You have no peace today. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by all these things, we have healing in our soul. And I think that is something that Jesus walks with us towards recovery, healing, is a time-related, ongoing mission that Jesus has towards his people. He wants and desires to walk with you through this, through the physical therapy, through the medications, through the dieting, through the recovery process, through the fear and anxiety, through the panic attacks, through the sleepless nights, through the difficulties of this life, his wounded hand is there to reach into what you're going through and bring you help and bring you comfort. And above everything else, the so important thing to know at this time of your personal difficulty and challenge is he's going to bring you through it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for thou art walking with me through this valley, David knew. The apostle Paul knew at the last stages of his life while sitting in a Roman jail, writing his final words to Timothy, said, I know whom I believed and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've entrusted to him against that day. He was working with the apostle, preparing him for his departure, in which he said, I know my departure is at hand, I know my time is at hand. Why? Because God the Holy Spirit was working through him, bringing him into the awareness of him bringing him home. And it was by means of execution under a monster called Nero, how God could work Nero's evil on God's righteous man for God's intent purposes which were pure and right and good to bring this chosen vessel of his home. How much more can God use what seems to be coming at you as evil 
or difficult or challenging or frustrating, how much more can he take those things and work his will, his way, and his word through that and weave himself into what you're going through to bring you out of what you're going through and see you through that valley, difficulty, sickness, treatment. And this is my message that God, the Holy Spirit, is working with us towards bringing us out from where we are into the place where he has designed that we would rest in. And so, in closing, I encourage you to meditate on the scriptures I quoted from 2 Corinthians 4 and 2 Timothy 1 and 2 Timothy 4 and Psalms 23 and the gospel accounts of Jesus with the woman caught in the act of adultery and him broiling fish at the uh, seaside. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this brief moment where we can be captured into the sphere of the working of God the Holy Spirit through what we are going through and bringing us help, hope, healing, and comfort and deliverance to bring us to the place of rest. Help us to trust you at this time, Lord. That one individual, Lord, that's going through so much pain right now, Lord, I pray you would heal, restore, and make whole again, Lord. We thank you for this time, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Until next time, blessings.